Welcome to the Golden Rod Podcast. I'm Ben. As always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast Connie to bring you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. This week, we're discussing what Pokemon traditions Gen 10 needs to take a break from. And in our Devil's Advocate section, we'll be discussing if Pokemon RAM hacks are taking all the good ideas. As always, you can jump to a topic using the timestamp in the description below. Connie. Before we get started this week, a treat for our YouTube viewers, and I'm surprised you've not pointed it out, but I'm kind of glad. Have you, have you seen my massive scar that I've got on my head? My new uh, scar. Again, there's been issues with Discord, so I can't. I haven't got great footage of you, but yes, what what, yeah. what happened, buddy? I got attacked by a tree. A so tree. You ever, you ever seen the Whomping Willow in Harry Potter? I have. Well, it was nothing like that. So <laughs> what happened was me, uh, my wife, and my daughter went to watch, uh, uh, went up to a hill to watch some fireworks, wandering back down, and there was a branch there with a, a sticky out bit. And yeah, so that was fun. So yeah, um, I now ha- I now have a scar. So I just want you to address that ben, in case people mention do, it. Do, yes. we need, do, we, do we need to have a conversation? Is, About. is your wife beating you? Listen, I I fell into that tree. Yeah. Okay. Do you know, <laughs> I only asked because it was an excuse I used once after I got into a fight on a school camping you trip. Didn't? Oh, I, no. no, it was horrendous. Right. So to cut a very long story short, I got into a fight with like six guys. I came out on top. I didn't throw a punch, but I came out on top. Nice. Um, <laughs> but I got somebody swung at me from behind and cut the little edge of my eye yeah, which yeah. if you've ever seen boxers you'll know just pours blood yeah it's it's really bad tiniest little cut lots and lots of blood went up had to go and see the teachers uh to get it stereo stripped and stuff like that and they were like oh so what happened oh, i was running through the woods and ran into a tree <laughs> did they believe every you? single other person who got dragged in there squealed Every single really? one of them sang like a canary. All night I sat there. It was like, no, nah, I ran into a tree. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I ran into a tree. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, something similar happened at, um, at, uh, when I was at high school. Got into a fight with this other lad. And it wasn't like a proper fight. It wasn't like swinging fists and everything. I was like 14 at this point. We just had a falling out. It got physical. Everyone then, like, you know, as they do in high school, they all gather around you in that ring of death almost. Fight, 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 yeah, fight. exactly. And at, at that point, it was like, we were both like over it. We were like, no, actually, we don't want that. Of course, the teachers come in, grappling through, grab us, drag us back into the thing. And we, we'd fallen out at this point. And the teacher went, right, I want to know what's happening. So without, like, without missing a beat, I was just... No, we were just play fighting. Then everyone thought it was real. <laughs> and the teacher, the teacher just like, like froze. Like, wait, what? Turned to the other person. It was like, yeah. And then we go, yeah, yeah, that's what happened. He's like, okay, get, get back out there. But no, me- no messing around anymore. And we managed to get out of some, uh, some detention as well. And we didn't even resolve the fight, to be quite honest with you. No. We just kind of. I think people just wanted to see it as they always do at high school. Although I'd imagine it's a bit different nowadays. I don't. I can't see kids being like that. Maybe. I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I am like. I don't know. People I'm, care about each other a lot more nowadays. 
Yeah. Like the Zoomers in Jet Alpha are very aware that the world is cruel and they decided not to be cruel to each other <laughs> yeah, because of it. Which I love. Beautiful. I love it. Love, yeah, Good it's on absolutely fantastic. Whereas back in my day, it was like dog eat dog. It was like survive in whatever way you, way you can <laughs> throughout high school. But this is a Pokemon podcast and people obviously want us to, you know, talk a little bit about Pokemon and not our, and our past. Um, we do have a, a quick follow-up um, uh, question uh, following our discussion last week on the new Nintendo guidelines and what potential impact they might have on YouTube and Twitch content creators. Uh, this comes courtesy of Twinshift on YouTube, who says, I wonder, considering how the rules are formatted, will that also mean that they can take down old content that does not align with their guidelines? What do you think, Connie? I think from a legal standpoint, yes. Yes, they can. Mm. I really hope they don't. Because that's going to cause massive issues for so many people. Like, yeah. it's one thing to be like, uh, they've released these new guidelines and I'm going to choose to ignore them going forward anyway. And it's another to be like, oh, I better go through my back catalog of the last four years or even longer for some people and delete anything that's ever had anything to do with rom hacks or randomization or anything of the sort it just it seems excessive mm. i'm i'm pretty sure like legally in the uk you can't be if you commit a crime before the law is introduced you can't be charged for that crime they might try to get you on other technicalities but i'm pretty sure that's the ruling now, if we were to is, it's not it's not law; it's copyright. It's, no, it's different. Well, but which, I, the, copyright is obviously a law, but yeah. it's not. But the point, I mean. yeah, I know what you mean. The point I'm making is very similar to what you're saying about, like, if they go, okay, we introduce this guideline on this x x date. Anything before that, you know what? Fair game. You can keep it as a kind of olive branch to appease some of the content creators. If they go wholesale, nah, it really doesn't matter. That morally doesn't feel right because people haven't had the chance. Like you're punishing people for rules that didn't yet exist, or at yeah. least weren't as strict. You know, weren't as strict. And that's the difficulty here. I, I think is, is where are they going to draw the line, if anything? But like we said last week, we don't know what's going to happen as a result of this. I, I honestly think. Thinking back now, I don't think anything's going to happen. Except I've seen for so few people talking about it. I've seen even less people reacting in any way to it. I think a lot, of, a lot of people are just like, "Oh, this is just Nintendo doing what they do, like talking a big game." But obviously, Nintendo realized that if they come down hard on content creators there are going to be knock-on effects. And I think that maybe they don't want to have to deal with those. So it is just a case of, here are the guidelines so that if if we do need to go after somebody who really has just broken the guidelines, like torn them apart and done something that we completely cannot condone and we have to shut them down, they've got, a, they've got an avenue to do that. See, the worst thing is, I don't think that's how they'll use it. I think they'll just... They can now pull this out if they've got a grudge. As as we were talking about last week with the whole point crow thing. Yeah. 
they they can just go now well uh actually we released guidelines and it says you can't do that oh but you mm-hmm. don't enforce those across the no 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 they're the guidelines we don't have to enforce them it's not quite the same as copyright law mm. we've decided that this is too far and yeah. you've got no argument then because they did release the guidelines mm-hmm. it, it's i am like you said i'm amazed that i haven't seen this more anywhere to be quite honest with you because surely is it is like youtube and twitch should be looking at this and going okay this is what it means for our content creators and youtube you know are for for all the you know stick that youtube get for some of their practices they are quite good in terms of oh you're a content creator here's all this information that you need to support you being a content creator so long as you keep within the guidelines they're very good with that I'm surprised there I mean, hasn't been the whole, anything around this. The whole... As much as the flagging system for uh, stolen content on YouTube is misused and not mm-hmm. the best system in the world, it is a very good compromise to let us have YouTube at all. Oh, yeah, agreed. Like, I, if, if we had to go through the same hoops as somebody who made a film to have some music in the background to for instance go and record a video of your mother of your sister's wedding and upload it to youtube for your brother in australia who couldn't attend for him to watch the hoops you would have to jump through because there's a song in the background Mm. you just get to bypass that on youtube so i don't think the copyright system is great but i don't think it i don't think there's a better option at the moment I I honestly don't think there is a better option because the 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 alternative is to have a perfect system, which I don't think you could ever get. But to get a near perfect system, the amount of staff that YouTube would need to employ to to manage and monitor that because of how much gets uploaded to YouTube daily, it is just a ridiculous amount. It's 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 crazy how much is uploaded to YouTube every day. So what's the system we can have? The system that we've got, which, well, like Connor says, has its pitfalls. It at least allows you some level of ability to challenge both ways in terms of, no, they're using my content, I'd like to challenge that, or vice versa. No, this is this is fair game. I'm using it for whatever reason. Um, it, it's a tough one, and I... I think I think it's just going to be one of those where, when something happens, we'll know about it because a video will start trending on YouTube from a content creator, you know, with a sad Nintendo face. Nintendo tried to take down my channel. Yeah, exactly. Which is what That's it'll what, be. That is exactly exactly what it'll be. Let's move on to another uh, question that we've had submitted over on YouTube, courtesy of Mika Bryant. If I was designing the DLC, I would have Briar unlock the potential of the time machine so that you're able to use it use it and travel and return, depending on your version, to either the future or past within the interior of the Great Crater. Um, and they've uh, they mentioned, I haven't got it here, but they said that they would limit it just to the Great Crater because that allows them to contain some of the scope because I can't imagine. I remember when we were talking about, you know, the entirety of Paldea or areas of Paldea would have that future or past ability, which never came around, unfortunately. I think that the great crate, the 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 crater is a, is a, is a good compromise. That I think that could work. Now, 
Let, let's break this down. Do you think that's going to happen? Okay, I don't. And the reason I don't is because Violet would be infinitely better. Because what yes. really changes in the past, the great creator just doesn't have those buildings that are down there. It doesn't have mm-hmm. the time machine. And then you open up the question of like, well, if you can travel back, because there is a time machine, but there's not a time machine in the past. How do you get back to the present? How does that happen? Yeah, and it, it's already stated in, in the game, right, that, that, hey, the dog's here! Um, it's already stated, and I've no idea if Connor's going to be able to hear this, but I'm just going to keep talking. We don't. I'm pretty sure it's established in the game that it's... Is it one way? No, it's via Pokeballs, isn't it? That's how the time so travel the Pokeball, works. So the Pokeballs can travel both ways. That's um, it. Pokemon who have been converted into data or energy can travel, but with humans it's very much one way. Yeah, so I I, I don't see how... Unless... I mean, there are, there's always writing mechanics that you can employ to kind of go, oh yeah, well, something's changed... Well, you've got down in the Great Crater, you've got the inscription on the weird metallic. Uh, did we, do we know what that is yet? We I'm have no to... idea what we have no idea what that is yet. Nor do we know what the circles are within the hidden little cave. So it's oh, possible yes. with Briar being the descendant of Heath. Heath was the first person to interact with Terrapagos. And we know that he woke up and he had a bunch of symbols and stuff written out that was like in it's it's I think he says it's in his handwriting, but he doesn't remember writing it or somebody told it to him, but he doesn't remember who they were or what that kind of thing was. So it's possible that Briar being a descendant of his could gain that connection to Tarapagos again and therefore unlock more of the time machine so you had sad and turo who were working off heath's notes were able to decipher so much were able to get terrestrialization to work were able to get the uh cyborgs not cyborgs androids to work and were able to get the time machine to work one way but briar can come in and after speaking to terapagos and hunting it down and getting that same connection heath had can open it up further Hey, I like that idea a lot. I, I, I love that idea a lot. And honestly, I would love to see the AI robot come back, the Android. Mm. I would love to see, and I, I think that kind of, I'm, I'm for and against that. I'm kind of against it because, like, it finally had its own agency at the end of the game. It was able to go. No, this is what I'm doing. See you later. And to kind of pull the AI Toro or Sada back feels a bit, oh, like I can't just let that AI rest and have, I wouldn't say a happy ending, but it had an ending that it chose. It chose. At long last. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would like to bring them through again, just to have those conversations and find out more about the past and the future because they could they could go wild with, oh, this is what it's like in the future. This is what it's like in the past because let's be honest with you, we're never going to see those in the game again, I'd imagine. Or we, we, we might never see them in this game. Um, but the, the other thing that you mentioned about the me- metallic um, slabs, 
and then that area with the circles on the on the floor. How how likely do you think that us returning to Area Zero is literally just investigating those? They, those labs? need answering. They, they need answering. So I agreed. Agreed. I I want them answering. I want to know more. But we've said we're returning to Area Zero. What if this is? Uh, I don't want to say bane switch, but that's the word that's coming to my head. Like of you going back to Area Zero, but all that is is. Go and read the couple of slabs, and then go to the area with the circles. And Terrapagos is just there. How disappointed would you be with that? Sorry, say that again. So you know, we said that we're going back to Area Zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've discussed in the past about oh, maybe you get to go further down to Area Zero and see all this fantastic new area that has been unexplored up until now. When what it literally could be is you're going back to area zero just to read a couple of slabs and then go to an area that is already there and Terrapagos is just there. And you get a little cutscene with Briar. That feels a little bit more game freak to me, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like when you Briar Briar the... finally gets permission to go down there, goes, Oh wow, this slate is amazing. I wonder where it came from. And then that's it. That's it's <laughs> you just draw attention yep. to it again. That's it. And then, yeah, oh. you go into that hidden cave and Terrapago shows up there and that's it. I, 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 I can very much see that being the case. Yeah, I'm glad that's not just me. On, honestly, that feels... It does feel like a very Game Freak thing to do. And I, I hope I'm wrong. So, I'm... What, what? quick quick thought for you. Um, you're mm-hmm. talking about, like, AI Sada or Turo coming back. What if... And this is this is a stretch. So there's a part in one of the journals that says uh, that man or that woman, depending on what game you played, walked out me right after the boy was born. Talking about Arvin's mm-hmm. other parent. Now, I think I did a video with Toby that basically said we thought that meant was she took Arvin or they took Arvin and raised them for a while whilst Sada Ortero was still working on the time machine, which I still think might be possible yeah or it's it's the case of whatever parent is in the game raised arvin in the crater for a while and then took him to the lighthouse once maridon or crydon came through that's still very vague and we don't really have answers to that but what if the idea of they walked out on me was their understanding of the situation i woke up one day and they were gone they just left but what they oh. didn't realize is they'd actually gone to the past or the future. Which means that you could play Pokemon Scarlet, get Briar to come down into the Great Crater, unlock the back and forth with the time machine, and suddenly Turo comes back from the past. Or in Violet, Sada comes back from the future. I like that. Oh, I, 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 I think I, it'd be very. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. As I, as you say, I think the AI needs to have the ending that they had. They had their choice. Yeah, but I think Arvin deserves something. He does, honestly. Like uh, Arvin is. Arvin was the the character in that game that I I think most people related to. I, I think if you had to say who did most people relate to, and I'm just pulling this out out of my bum, so. Arvin is the one that most people related to. Then Penny, because of you know the high school bullying and the issues and all that kind of stuff. Then Nimona, because Nimona's just 
pneumonia you can super take Super into Pokemon. Any... Can you imagine somebody being super into Pokemon and just wanting <laughs> to talk right. about it all the time? Could you? Could you? For free, by the way. Um, so, 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 pneumonia, yeah. Um, but I think Arvin, out of the three of them, Arvin still has a story left to tell. And yes. that is the other parent and Arvin's thoughts and feelings on that. And the only reason why I bring that up is because I don't recall at any point Arvin mentioning the other parent. No. And maybe, you know, this leads it lead, leans into what you're saying. Surely if Arvin had been raised by the other parent... He would miss them he, too. He'd, yeah, and mention it and... So I'm... Whereas if they actually left just after he was born, he'd have never yeah. known them to miss them. Yeah, true. Whereas true. it's like, oh no, the one that raised me then ditched me. Mm. They they were there. They they as far as he was concerned, they were still alive. Harvin, it's just such a heartbreaking story. Which again is why, like, the Game Freak missed a trick with this game. Arvin should have been the main character and should have should have leaned more into this like his his journey or her journey or you 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 know you still allow that character customization but it's very much yeah they're, they're part of this world this story already rather than a protagonist but yeah that, that's what we get unfortunately but just to bring it full circle like i i would love to see like a past future variation of an area and honestly i again i think we missed a trick with that because you know game freak for the longest time have published two versions with minimal amount of changes or variations on the two and this could have been the time to go no there is a reason to get two outside of just a few cosmetic it is no we've we've designed a whole different area just for you that have purchased this game or you know the other the other game um would have been really nice i i don't think we'll get with the with the dlc i think honestly the more the after the conversation we had the more i think oh i i've got a horrible feeling returning to area zero is going to be lackluster and i hope i'm wrong i'm praying that i'm wrong and this this second piece of dlc just knocks out of the park i hope so Again, I still find it very odd that we have two professors. Yeah. Because, yes, their designs are different. One, like, represents the future. One represents the past. But they could have just looked like scientists, and I don't think anyone would have read too much into it. Mm. And I know they represent the future and past, but the only representation of the future and the past are the Paradox Pokemon, right? There's nothing else (laughs) in that game that's time critical or time there's no real it is it is literally just the the paradox pokemon isn't it yeah which again like which considering that in black and white we had opelucid city which was literally a different town Mm -hmm. it was a different city depending on which game you played one was based on the past one was based on the future it's 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 so <laughs> it's game freak does what game freak does it's it's so, so disappointing and you know i don't want to harp on about scarlet and violet and the issues with, with that but like the dlc 
it just has this opportunity with this next piece to deliver so so many of the, actually you know game, give game freak due you know the what they arvin's story was really heartwarming and really pulled on the heartstrings and we potentially have the opportunity for them to do that again with Carmine and Eren um, in the DLC and Briar as well. Who knows? We we shall see. So it's it's going to be interesting. If you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, by leaving it on our Discord channel, or by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter. Let's talk about this game rant article that we discussed recently about pokemon traditions that gen 10 needs to break so connor should we run through each of these one by one yeah let's go through what they've said and then we're going to give our own thoughts and things we want them to break at the end fantastic let's start with the first one and i don't think this is a surprise to most people but fire water and grass type starters do do we need to move away from these i'm not sure i think fire grass water have been really good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think it's it's a staple that works, and I think with the jewel typing that you can include, yeah, I don't see a reason to step away from it. I understand the the want to have like steel fighting fairy or dark psychic um, fighting, whatever the case may be, but I think grass water fire really just works the best, and as that triangle. I think I've I've sat down before and tried to work out another one that works quite as well as that. Because not only are they all super effective against each other, they're all equally resistant to one another. And that's mm. not a very easy triangle to find. No, it's it's not, unfortunately. And I, I think by the way, Connor, I can't see your webcam anymore. Um, I think that maybe the way they get around that is they do something similar to what X and Y did, where you get two sets of starters. So you get your traditional fire, water, and grass. And then later on, they could mix it up and go, well, here's your steel fairy fighting, or whatever the other combinations are, you know, dark, psychic, ghost, whatever they wanted to do. And maybe that's the way that they do that, because then you still get your traditional starters. But then it gives other pokemon a chance to shine and there are other pokemon out there that do feel like they could be you know they've got that kind of starter design you know in the typical you know three tier evolutions and stuff like that so i think maybe that's the way that they do it would i so the okay so the way i kind of look at these different things that they're pitching it's how do i feel if if that got removed from gen 10 and fire, water, and grass is one of those weird ones. For the longest time, I've said, "Yeah, let's let's ditch that. Let's get a, a let's drop it." But we're nine generations in, including Legends Arceus. So let's say ten of doing fire, water, and grass. And I actually feel like that is what you know when you think of Pokemon staples, things that are there every generation. That needs to remain. 
because you know we've all seen the the videos of you know he's my baby and I've got a bulbsaw and a squirtle and a, a, a charmander plushie. Which is the child going to choose? And it's just that it's just that consistency throughout that no matter which generation you join or start Pokemon, it's that consistent starting point of it doesn't matter which generation you pick, you've still got that traditional. Fire, water, and grass is the first thing you, that you do outside of maybe naming your character. And I I actually think that, yeah, I, I actually think Gen 10 needs to lean probably harder into this, actually. And maybe instead of moving away from fire, water, and grass, maybe they mix up fire, water, and grass. Maybe they, you know, straight off the bat, they have a secondary typing or straight off the bat, you get to choose two of them. I, I don't know. I think they need to switch it up, but keep the the those three typings. So I think Firewater Grass is fundamental to new players. I think yeah. you need that for people to understand one of the core mechanics, which is typings and the type chart and how they interact with one another. And that's become more prevalent in recent years with you know, your your starter Pokemon having an actual grass fire or water move from the off. Yes. So that you can find out very early on. It's like, oh, my star is either super effective against yours or it's not. You know, and I think it's hard to find another trio that is as intuitive as fire, water, grass. Yes. Like if you if you gave a child a, a five-year-old Ah, uh, here's a fairy steel and fighting Pokemon. Of course, the fairy f- Pokemon is strong against the fighting, and of course, the fighting Pokemon is strong against the steel, and of course, the steel is strong. It just doesn't make it doesn't. It's, it's not intuitive enough. No. Whereas no. fire burns grass, water puts out fire, and water makes grass grow. So I guess grass is strong against it. Sure, I c- I can get that. You I can, can wrap my tiny little brain around it. Yeah. So I, I think that. that needs to stay. I think. Yeah, I think the secondary typings can be played with a little bit more. Mm. I think the and Gen we have seen 6, that. Yeah, yeah, I think the Gen 6 starters were probably some of the strongest because they had that f- fighting psychic dark trio yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um I can't remember uh and then you had like Gen 4 had, you know, they were all strong against the one that was mm-hmm. otherwise their weakness, the grass and ground fire f- fighting. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not that one, but what was it? What was it? There was one water, generation. So water steel. Ex- no, it was. Yes, water steel. Yeah, Empoleon. Empoleon was super effective. No, no, yeah, no, no, steel, no. Steel no. isn't necessarily super effective, but it then did allow it to resist. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's room for improvement. No, but- no, 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 no. You are no, you are right. So the different X and Y. So every every one starter was better than the other one in the triangle. So water and dark beat fire and psychic both times. Fire and psychic beat grass and fighting both times, and then vice versa. Gen four flipped it where water beat fire beat grass beat water, but then the secondary typings reverse that. So you could have a matchup against the Pokemon you're technically weak to, but you would still have strong moves against it. So Infernape was weak to the water-type moves, but its, fi- but its fighting-type moves were super effective against the steel-type of Empoleon. So that was the difference mm. between Gen 4 and Gen 6. So there yeah, must they be just an, an... didn't quite nail it with Empoleon and 
uh, Torterra, unfortunately. But no, again, this is why trios are not easy to find within no. the type chart that we have. No. I mean, what I what I potentially look at is whether or not you could do fire, water, and grass, and maybe their final evolution gives them an immunity to those. But again, like you say, there's no easy triangles but i get you know what actually you know what if we are going to sit with five water and grass starters which i think we should i think the abilities need to be mixed up a little bit and not just hidden abilities i'm a little bit bored of you know the typical torrent you know if it drops below what is it 33 percent health then it yep. gets a booster like move away from them maybe that's how we do it is your starter has an immunity to you know whatever you you so you just have a grass Pokemon with flash fire, yeah, like something weird like that. It's just and then a water Pokemon with... with sap sipper. Yeah, there you go. That's that's how you do it. And, and a fire Pokemon a with the uh, storm drain. Yeah, you could yeah, you could you do it. There you go. How busted would they be for competitive though? Absolutely broken. But the way you get around that, I'd imagine, is you know when they reach that final evolution, they get they've now got an extra weakness because of they've got a secondary typing. And that opens up more weaknesses. I think that's okay. how you get around that. I think. I think what we've what we've landed on there is there's still a lot to play with when it comes to fire, water, grass, and ditching it entirely. It it, it feels like a bit of a mistake. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I'd be happy from Gen Eleven onwards, but I feel like Gen Ten is like now. Nah, if you if you, you've got you've Gen got Ten to do needs Gen to be 10. the culmination of everything that's come before it. Exactly. So to throw exactly. out the very first choice you make mm. feels like a mistake. Agreed. So the second on the Game Rants article list is Friendly Rivals. So they make the point that ever since Generation 2, they've predominantly been friendly. Mm. You've got May, you've got Barry, who... Nah, N? N isn't a friendly rival. Let's be honest. N is, is up there one of the most... I wouldn't even necessarily say that Sharon's that friendly. Like he's your friend in yeah. name only. Yeah. But here's the here's the thing. Blue wasn't exactly as much of an awful person as people make him out to be. Like he, he said just, smell you later. But he yeah. calls you pal. He calls yeah. you pal at one point, and quite often he's like, Oh no, I'm just here to I'm just here to test myself against you. How are you doing? How's your Pokedex coming along? You doing okay? Mm -hmm. Cool. Like, he's not as antagonistic as we make him out to be. Silver is the only truly antagonistic uh, rival we've ever had. And I guess, Mm. as you say, N was straight up an antagonist. Mm. Um, Mm. And the thing is, I I don't think friendly rivals are an issue. I think one-note rivals are an issue. I think how is... I, I actually really like how because again the first time I played through Sun and Moon I played through it with Tommy and he played how is just the most <laughs> hyperactive person in the world and just gave him so right. much energy and I fell in love with him. But I can understand why people don't like him because he's 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 one note and he doesn't learn anything and he doesn't go on a journey. Okay. As opposed to Hop, who is another yes. friendly rival, who I think gets more flack than he deserves because he he's a well written character. Agreed. I think, and the worst rivals I'd say are Gen Six, because your only actual rival are Callum or Serena, who basically have no character outside of "I'm the Pokemon trainer." 
who left the same town as you, who actually yeah. cares about being a trainer. Mm. And then you've got the dancer, the nerd, and the one that fancies you. <laughs> to, so you yeah. see what I mean? I've yeah. got no issue yeah. with them being yeah. friendly because Namona is a fantastic rival. I yeah. think she's great. I love mm. her as a character because she's written well. Yeah. I, d- I don't mind them being friendly as long as they're written well. And I think what when 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 people come up with these these lists, and I, I I've had conversations with people that that go down the same wavelength of now they move need to move away from friendly rivals. But the thing with Game Freak, and it's it is one of the things that they do well for for all the criticisms that, that we have of Game Freak, they never repeat the same rivals. They're always a different variation on that rival or. Yep. what it means to be a rival. And I am actually okay with more friendly rivals so long as we don't get a repeat of what we've already had. And honestly, I don't think that is ever going to be an issue with Game Freak because, as I've said, every single generation, yes, you have a rival, but they're different than the rivals that have come before. Saying that, though, I would be okay with taking a a rival and having them be a bit more antagonistic, but I wouldn't want to have the level of, you know, silver every generation because that would tire me out eventually. Like, Generation 6, I was annoyed with the rivals until you rightly pointed out, no, see them more as your traveling companions. And you know what? When I replayed that game it made it a lot more enjoyable because suddenly instead of being annoyed when they're following you through, um, I can't remember the forest, which uh, the first one that you go through. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, actually this is really enjoyable. Cause as you're running, they're all running with you and you're all having a fantastic time. And I enjoyed it a lot more. So yeah, I think I would like to see more of an anti- antagonistic rival, maybe for generation 10, but I wouldn't want that every generation. So, I'm going to come at you at a slightly different perspective on this now, where every antagonistic rival we've had to date has had a positive character arc. And it's that positive character arc that people really enjoy, more so than the rival being antagonistic. Blue starts off as a little bit headstrong and he's a bit full on. By gold and silver, he's running a gym and he's, you know, red and him are mates. Oh, Um, yeah. Silver starts off as an actual villain, as a thief, mm-hmm. and then learns to love his Pokemon and you teach him his, the right of his ways. Gladion, another antag- antagonistic rival who you teach the error of his ways. Uh, even arguably Bede is an antagonistic rival who yes. you, or through the journey, learns to be less of an... He's he's more Hop's um, <laughs> rival, but he, yeah, but he's more Hop's rival, I think, but... I agree. He 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 is a he is a anti, anti like the first time you meet him you can just he just gives off that aura of oh this guy's a bit of a douche and he's antagonistic but then again you get to see his journey done very differently than blue and silver and all these these other ones um so I, one, I want I, I want that same arc I'd love to see it go the other way. I'd love to th- see you leave the town with somebody who's your best mate, and then you beat him, and you beat them, 
and you beat them over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And something just snaps. Snaps. <laughs> and they just go off the deep end and suddenly they don't want to be friendly anymore. Now we're actual rivals. Mm. Yeah. And I could see them maybe like, you know, it, it, you could even play up the, I know we're going to come on to evil teams in a minute, but you could play up the idea of them not necessarily joining the evil team, but them trying to get the legendary of the game for the wrong reasons. You know, yes. they're, they're in it for the power because they need, they need to be strong. They have this urge. I, I It's something I'd have loved to seen with Hop. Because, as I say, Hop really is the protagonist of that story. You're the antagonist, and uh, you, you win. Yeah. <laughs> so I would have loved to see Hop take a villain arc. But something like that, where you have a character who has this journey, has this story to go on, and you just keep getting in their way, and mm-hmm. something just snaps in them. Snaps. I think do that'd you- be phenomenal to see. Because we just, we, as you say, they do something different every single generation. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that yet. No. Do you think, and this is a bit of an aside, it's slightly different. It, it, it is slightly different, but we've kind of seen that with Kieran, where he does have that point where he does snap, he punches the wall, and the circumstances are slightly different, but yes, that's similar to what you are describing. Do you yeah, think- Yeah, no, it is. That is exactly what they're doing with Kieran, isn't it? Yeah, do you he, think he is, we, uh, he is on his villain arc in the next yes. part of the DLC? Yeah. So do we think the next part of the DLC we will get what you've just described where actually maybe there isn't a positive resolution at the end? Maybe there is just a hint. Like villain villain villain. Okay, we're not going to redeem him, but we're going to give a hint of future redemption that will likely never be told. No. No, no, I don't think that's how it's going to go. I th- I could, again, very much see Kieran being the uh, champion when we finally reach Blueberry Academy. He's the yep. champion of their local league that they've set up and has made himself, you know, I'm top dog and everybody's beneath me. And mm. that's his attitude. And, you know, we, we saw Kieran when he was very shy and didn't want to be around anyone and was was a little bit scared to say hello so but i don't think they'd ever leave it there i don't think they'd ever leave it with like no you beat me again and i'm just going to continue on this arc now and no i think it would have to resolve of oh you've shown me the error of my ways because yeah it's, it's a kid's game at the end of the day that and that's the problem that is i think that's always going to be the issue with having non-friendly rivals but I, I tell you what i know it's not generation 10 but i could see it working very well in a legends game because yes legends volo seem- doesn't get redeemed <laughs> Not at all. Like, and they seem to be happy dealing with more mature themes in the Legends game. So I think that would have really worked quite well in that. It could okay. I'll 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 retrace my steps a little bit. It could work that he doesn't necessarily get his redemption at the end, but he has to fail by his own hands. So much in the same way as like Cyrus. Cyrus had a, had an option to, like, you've messed up here. I've solved the problem for you. Do do you want to not be not be a bad guy anymore? No, I'm going to follow this through, and I'm going to go into the mm. distortion world and live my life there. Much in the same way as Volo was like, okay, you beat me, but I'm going to go off and continue my devious ways elsewhere. You know, it's 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 that thing of 
I'm going to try and catch you falling off the cliff, but you attacked me, so I dropped you. I, yeah. I didn't kill you. You, yeah. you died by your own hands. Mm. I think that's yeah. the only way you could make it work. I, I like that as well. Let's move on to the next one. Dad's out of the picture. Dad, we have only seen one father, which is the, the uh, Norman from Generation 3. Sorry, one, one father of the your character main protagonist yeah yes yes and norman's the only one the article did say oh professor oak is kind of your surrogate father in the first game which i don't agree with no he's he, not he, he, no he's not i can see he, it in the anime never in the game yes yes agreed the the game is literally here's a pokemon see you later at the end of the game while pop in for a couple of lines of dialogue that, that that's that's it that's it but it, i think this is one that actually quite strongly gen 10 does need to break it's it's a really strange... I don't understand why they did it. I don't know if you have any insights into why just the father not being there is just seems to be the thing. Do we have a lot of you know, designers and developers and Game Freak that their dads aren't in the picture and that's just what they gravitate towards? Maybe? I don't, I don't know. It's just... So I think there's, there's two explanations for it. One is that, you know, parents in Japan quite often work away from their family. It's it's a very common thing. I think I brought it up in a recent video. It's called Tanshin Funen, um, which basically just means like I I my family lives here and I work elsewhere, and that's just how our family dynamic works. Um, it's it's not uncommon. But the other thing is it's it's, it's just the Disney effect. Why why do all mm. Disney characters have one dead parent? Because it's just less characters yeah. to include. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think especially in earlier generations. If you have a father in this world, you never want your father to be nobody. You don't want him to just be a shopkeeper. Um, mm. Especially, back, I'm talking about back in the days when you you played the male protagonist. Yeah. You, you realistically want to follow, say, like, May and Brendan following their dad's footsteps. Hop tries to follow in his older brother's footsteps. That's what the the older male figure is in these games it's someone for you to live up to and i think if they were going to do that as you say we had it with norman who made it to gym leader but you surpass him mm. where else you go he's a champion well i was going to say that you could either a, a fresh take on it is either like say he's the champion or you could actually have your dad be the rival in a really antagonistic kind of way. And I, I don't, again, don't see how this would work in Pokemon, but could work in Legends of the your dad just being a bit of a douche and being like, oh, you're not good enough for this. I'm going to show you how it's done. Like, that's what you could, you know, and eventually wow. he starts to break down his barriers and in the end you, you surpass him. And he's like, oh, you know what, actually, son, yeah, I'm sorry, I messed up. Would they go there? I don't think so, but... That's a way they could bring in that aspect of the dad not being a nobody. He is a somebody. That doesn't mean he has to be somebody positive. I think the problem you're going to have with including a dad, as I say, if you include a dad, he has to have some kind of work placement. And because this is the Pokemon world, that work placement for you to have any value to it, attached to it, needs to be a Pokemon trainer, Mm. which means that he needs to be someone you can fight and then suddenly you're adding far too much character to this voiceless protagonist. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, up until this point, your mum has been an ex Rhyhorn racer or an ex contest <coughs> uh, participant. Like, they don't do it anymore. You'll never, ever have to compete with them, so don't worry about it. But they mm. did in the past. And I think maybe if they were going to include a father, it's like, oh, yeah, no, your dad was a champion. That could work. Like, I could even see it where it's a case of he was a champion, and then the the champion now was the one who dethroned him, and now he's completely disillusioned with Pokemon. Like, mm. he doesn't think being a trainer is worthwhile you spend your whole life doing it and then you end up with nothing and you're home alone and he doesn't want that for you i could see that working yeah yeah that works that works really well actually because then he is he's he's a somebody he's got lessons to teach you and you've got you your character arcs impact on one another which is quite nice the, the end goal is obviously for you to teach him that Actually, there is still fun to be had in Pokemon. Yeah, I like that a lot. That works out quite nicely. I, I, I honestly, for me, I would be, I would be as happy with just you start off the game and it's like both your parents are there. Like honestly, I like, <laughs> I'd be fine with that. It's, it's just gotten to the point where it's just a little bit strange that there is yet to be a Pokemon game in nine generations where your dad is in the house at the start of the game. Every single or, time, it's just your mum. Or randomly, you walk into an office building somewhere, and it's like, oh, hey, how's it going, son? Yeah. Sorry, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and, like, it's, it's, not, it's not addressed any deeper than that, because no. your character knows that's your father, and you know that's where they work. <laughs> but you as a player are just like... Wait, what? is this my dad? It's <laughs> just in this random office. You know how they just, used to include no. like the Game Freak building? Yes. So <laughs> your dad just works for Game Freak. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. You know what we could do? You get one further. You could have him replace his joy in one of the Pokemon centers. Wow. Just randomly there. They offered one healing Pokemon. Hey, kiddo, how's it going? Oh, your Pokemon are healing. All right, bye. That's, that's it. <laughs> literally, literally just have that. Fantastic. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Um, not so evil teams. And this comes on the back of obviously Gen 9. They weren't evil. They're just a bunch of school hooligans. Uh Generation 8 was, you know, um just employees Football of fans. Of, oh yeah, well it depends on which yeah, yeah, yeah. The the ones that were advertised were literally just like you say, yeah, they were. So so this fans. is the this is the problem is the not-so-evil teams from the last few generations haven't been the actual antagonists. No. There's you know, because s- they're, ta- they're talking about Team Skull onwards, really, I think. Who who, who were they in? Uh, team Flair in... Yeah, so they, yeah, they team, were... Team Flair they, were yeah. straight-up evil. They, they were yeah. talking about, like, eugenics and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You're not pretty enough, time to die. Uh, yeah, no, that's pretty evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're talking about Team Skull. They're talking about uh, Team Yell and um, Team Star. Really? Yeah, yeah. But again, none of those were the real evil teams. It was the Aether Foundation. It was Macrocosmos. It was... We didn't really have an evil team. <laughs> it, 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 it was the Professor. No. It was Arvin's it was Professor. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's... So, are we due an evil team? Do, do is that something that Pokemon is is seems to have moved away from? 
I think we don't need the fake outs anymore. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think I think we could drop the fake outs now. I think we can just let somebody be like, no, I'm the villain of this story. I'm not hiding. I'm right here. And there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want that threat. I want somebody who stands above you. And quite frankly, I'd love... Uh, it's really hard to in, in, implement an evil team. Especially because uh, you want to you want to meet the team leader over and over again, but you also need to beat them if you're going to do that, and mm-hmm. then that takes away from their threat level. I think Gen Five got around it a little bit because you never fight Getsis until the very end. Yeah, you're fighting N, who is his surrogate. Yeah, it's 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 a tricky one. Yes, I think we need to get rid of the not so evil team, the stand in, the fake out. I think we're done with that. We've we've had it too many times now, and we all see it coming. Yeah, I'd l- I'd actually like to see somebody truly, unashamedly evil. Yeah, because we've never had that. We've n- we've never had. Of the, you know what, Lysander maybe is is probably the one where you when you think about what he's actually trying to accomplish, it's like yeah, yeah, you are like out and out evil. You 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 might dress it up with all these fancy words to kind of make it out like you're doing it for the greater good or whatever, but you're out and out evil. But you know, uh, Giovanni, who is I'd imagine most people's like favorite or up there in the in the top three maybe of of evil leaders, he's just in it for the money. At the end of the yeah. money and control, um, like yeah, maybe we do want to see someone who, like you say, is pure out and out evil, and you know what they're doing isn't something that be, can can be misconstrued. Or, or if you look at it from a certain angle, he's right. Maybe it is you know a, an evil team that is. Oh no, we we need to stop this guy because they are pure evil. And if we let them get the legendaries, and maybe that's how you could actually, you know, the the problem with a lot of the Pokemon games is the lack of urgency. Is that mm. you know it, lack of urgency and lack lack of agency? It's like you you're getting dragged along for a ride. You can do it at your own pace. I guess I would love to see a not so evil, you know, a, a, an evil team where actually there is a reason why you need to hightail it through the game. And, you know, you are very clearly at the start or very early on given a, you know, no, to beat them, you need to do this. Like, it's an open world game at this point. Crack on with it. Like, you don't need to wait around. You can just do it. Just go for it. Um, And seeing how that potentially plays into of, you know, if they are going along the lines of introducing the legendary early, like Miraidon and Garidon, Maybe that's what it is that, you know, the start of the game, you're tasked with with not defeating them, but stopping them, slowing them down. You get, you know, the ride Pokemon, which is the next legendary Pokemon, for example. And then, like, there's a, then a reason why the, the grunts keep chasing you down because you've managed to beat them so early on. You've got what you need and you're just trying to, okay, what am I going to do in order to on top of this situation well i'm going to do the gym challenge to build up a team to make sure i'm strong enough for when they that now come back to get me and that's how maybe you tie in you know an evil team that still has your character has agency and urgency because you're now you've got a reason to do the gym challenge it's not just because the game tells you you've got to do it do you do 
it's very difficult for Game Freak seemingly to do an evil team who don't just want to end the world. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I always trying to express it was brought up to me when i was doing writing in uh university it was like hey if 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 your villain wants to end the world your audience has no scope for that they can maybe consider their town being burnt down Mm. but a villain who wants to blow up a town is never going to hit as hard as a villain who wants to kill your mom yeah, you need to make it personal and ending the world. I just can't, I can't fathom eight billion people. I can't do it. That my, my my brain cannot comprehend those kind of numbers. So it just becomes a hand wave. Yeah, no, you're evil because you want to destroy the world. Sure, and we've had that since Gen three, really. Archie and Maxi yeah. want to at least destroy the region. Cyrus wanted to destroy the world and create his own. Um, what was Gen Five? Well, Getsis, Getsis was really clever, actually. Getsis just wanted to gain power in the most political way possible. Brilliant, but he was also a, a groomer, so awful, awful human being. Gen Six, as I say, it's eugenics. Plus, he wanted to fire the ultimate weapon and destroy the world. Gen Seven, the Aether Foundation wanted to like bring Ultra Beasts here, which would destroy the world. Gen 8, Macrocosmos, he wanted to unleash the Darkest Day again and destroy the world. Gen 9, again, we didn't really have an actual villainous team, but I guess Mm -hmm. if Paradox Pokemon got out, they would have destroyed the world as we know it. So, the only, I think the strongest villain we've had to date is Volo. Because Volo is outright evil. And he's manipulative, and he strings you along the whole game. But he doesn't want to destroy the world. He wants to kill God. <laughs> Which is like, you know, <laughs> it's, not necess- it's not necessarily something I agree with. But <laughs> fair play. You got to have hopes, I guess. You set your sides high. Why not? Shoot for the moon, son. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I love it. And I love that idea of like, no, I'm not here to destroy the world. I just want to kill God because the, I, I should I should be able to. Because mm-hmm. he, he should respect me. It's yeah. the ultimate ego, and I and I love him for that. I agree. I agree. I I tell you what, then maybe I, I had an idea of. I don't know where this idea came from. Like the, the legendaries are always, you know, you get them at the end of the game, and. Maybe maybe we can tie this in with like your family like has the legendary in their possession already. It's handed down generation to generation. And maybe this is how you bring in your 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 dad as well, that you know, your dad is attacked at the start, protecting that Pokemon. By the you know, the evil team comes in, they want that Pokemon. Your dad is then, you know, rendered out of the picture. He's not a nobody. He actually, you know, defended that Pokemon and got gravely injured. And now it falls onto you to track down that Pokemon because it's your family legacy. There's a potential there that you could merge some of these together. Yes, but again, you're giving too much character to the protagonist. True. Which I'd love to see because I think you can have a mute protagonist and still have them be somebody. I mean, you just Mm -hmm. look at Link. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Link is, yeah. I was born the hero of legend and the whole world revolves around me and I've got this destiny to fight this big evil guy. 
but I don't say anything and you can still, but I think there's a difference between Link, who is very distinctly Link, and mm. the Pokemon protagonist. I mean, we talk okay. about Red as if he's a character, but that's more strange what we've put on them yeah. over the years. Well, like, we've, we've seen him in other games. Yeah. We, we've mm. seen Red and Gold. We've seen him in the Black and White Tournament and stuff like that. We haven't really, or we saw him in Sun and Moon as well. We haven't seen any of the other characters like that outside of something like Masters EX. Yeah. Which isn't canon, I'm pretty sure. So. Uh, no, I think their, their statement is that the story's not canon, but the characterization is. Yes. Which, yeah. I love Obviously I think Vincent. it's great. I, I think yeah. it's a fantastic thing that they've done there. Yeah. Let, let's move on to the next one. Past regions being off limits outside of remakes. So this is Kanto Johto they're referring to here. Their example, right? Of you completed one region, off you go to the second region. Um, I I'm just going to be completely honest here. While I would love to see that, I'd rather them just put all that effort into the one region. One region, ra- yeah. Rather than split it across two. Um, if if Pokemon pulled out amazing quality every single generation. Yes, I would be like, yeah, I want to see that again. But as a as a realist, realist, um, there is no way they do this without either just lowering the quality and the standards even lower, or they go back to two D sprite. Um, yeah, that, that that's the only way we get this. Um, unfortunately, I, I I I'm happy with them not breaking this one. And it was great in Gold and Silver, and I still think Gold and Silver are fantastic games. And Johto is one of my favorite regions. I think most of that's nostalgia, but I I love the feel of it. Mm. I do think it suffers slightly because Kanto's attached to it. I, uh, you know, the level curve is a real issue and things like that. Um... I think focus on one. And realistically, why why do you want to go back to another region? Like as 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 part I, of a game, why do you just want to go fight the same gym leaders you've already fought before? Like if we're I, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna go back to an old region, I want it either in a legends game or a sequel game. I don't even yes, I'm, I'm kinda of done with remakes. I'm kinda of done with remakes. You know, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire was a good one because it introduced more into it and gave us a little bit more from the game mm. but i think i'm done now i think legends opened my eyes to what could be done with revisiting regions i want yeah. to see it in a different era i want to see black and white three i want to see johto legends i i i'm completely on board with you there like this uh like like you say going back to kanto was it was nostalgia and i while i did enjoy oh look at the development like look at what has changed over that time when you actually look back on it not a lot has really changed a couple of the gym leaders have shifted or aged up uh the the power plant has changed slightly there's a radio tower now in, in place of lavender tower which is um, gross by the way i hate which that. which is absolutely disgusting when you think about it um there's like you know cinnabar island is burnt down and you know the viridian gym is is being built like the like there isn't actually that much in terms of this is what's happened whereas you're right black and white too while i've only played it once and i can't remember much of it 
it was a true sequel. It was a, yeah, like, time has developed. Look at how this has impacted on the world and the characters and stuff like that. And I would much rather, like you, instead of seeing, you know, remakes or a second area, I would like them to, okay, we've got Kalos, we've got Alola. Let's completely flip that on its head. Let's do a sequel or let's do something so far in the past or so far in the future that, you know, the links are there, but it's not a sequel. It's not it's it's not a prequel. It's just selling the same area because, you, you know, you don't need to go to a new region every time there's a new story. You can just adapt what you've already got in a sequel or prequel. Because here's the thing. They could quite easily have made Johto its own region and given it its own post-game and just fleshed it out more and then made Fire Red, Leak Green, Red and Green 2 and used all the stuff that they improved in Kanto plus more in those remake games. Well, I, you know what? I'm, I'm actually okay with Fire Red and Leaf Green being their own thing. Let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Now they should have been sequels. Yeah, they don't even follow the same story. Wow. <laughs> well, well, they this, don't because the Red thing. and Blue are in it, but yes. they're not the main protagonist. No. And Trace becomes the champion, and it's like a very alternate universe. So it's like, if you're going to go that far, just go all the way. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was the annoying thing. It's like, like honestly, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee should have been oh, five, ten years in the future rather than what we got, which is, it's kind of Pokemon Yellow, kind of not. It's just like this halfway house that doesn't work. Like, just, like, and that would have actually probably boosted sales of that game as well, ridiculously. Like, you know, instead of calling it Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, like, call it, you know, Pokemon Let's Go Fire 2 or something like, like, that's that kind of naming convention where straight away people go, oh, this is a sequel? Oh yeah, I'm I'm in. I and like that would have actually taken me from, you know, borrowing the switch and borrowing that game and playing it with my daughter to okay, let's buy this too. I kind of need a switch day one rather than year two or three. I think I got yeah. my switch. I mean, I understand why they didn't do that because let's go Pikachu and Eevee were basically testing grounds for them, and they yep. specifically yep. chose a game that they didn't have to put that much effort into. But how cool would it have been to be like, oh, you can't go into the tall grass. You've got to go see Professor Oak to pick up your starter. Walk in, it's blue. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So oh it's God. so good. Yes. And it just, it, and again, the brains of every Pokemon fan in the world just exploded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah. It really is. Oh, Give them wow. fan service. Do it right. Yes. Do it right. Uh, that would have been there we go I, I don't think we can we can discuss that one anymore i think you've absolutely nailed that there fantastic uh the next one is dragon type pseudo legendaries um i've got a list up here uh of the nine gens that we've had so far only two of them don't have dragon types that is gen 2 and tyranitar. and tyranitar yeah that is it and metagross doesn't even really count because we got salamance in that same generation Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Okay, so there's only one. There's only one. Gen- yeah, I- I'm all on board with this. Yeah, uh, Dragon types have had their day. I, I, 
I enjoy a good dragon tap. I want to move away from it now. I do want to see over over legend. This isn't just pseudo. I want to see pseudo legendaries and legendaries that aren't dragon move away from that. I want to see some of the typings that have have been overlooked, like bug, ice, rock. Like they're the ones I want to see, given the you know really powerful, you know. Uh, Pokemon with really good base stats and really good abilities that help to shore up some of the weaknesses that they typically have. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I mean, you just brought up Bug, and I was like, oh, what's the strongest Bug type? Volcarona. Volcarona is up there. That should have been a pseudo-legendary. Agreed. Yeah. Um, It's it's got all the story behind it. Everything else, it should have been a Mm pseudo-legendary. Yeah. And I guess... Pheromosa and Buzzswole, but they're Ultra Beasts. They were different. Cleaver has yeah. got a little bit of love in its story, but I wouldn't call it a pseudo-legendary by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I- I'd love to see a Bug-type pseudo. I think, as you say, it's it's a typing that needs a lot of love, whereas Dragons, it's we know Dragons are strong. Yeah, And Dragons almost feel stronger because there's so many pseudos within the type. Well, that's it. Dragon, uh, Dragon is skewed because... Like, say, we have so many pseudos and so many legendaries that are dragon typings that have better base stats than normal Pokemon. So, of, of course, they are going, they're going to skew that stat of, yeah, dragon are the strongest. Um, so let's, let's move away from that. Like, let's get, yeah, let's get some more pseudos and legendaries. That, and not, that... and not to fairy, because fairy's too strong as it is already. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I think there needs to be a couple of others that maybe. Just to break up the meta a little bit, to be quite honest mm. with you, and and just to to mix it up because, you know, I I'm a little bit tired of, um, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit tired of, yeah, the, the, like you you you'll fire, you choose a fire type, you choose a grass type, you choose a water type, you might then get a flying, maybe an electric, and then late game you get a dragon. Like I don't want that anymore. I I want you know I really want to run a game where. I'm not constrained to those Pokemon, those traditional Pokemon typings. I want a game that rewards you for going, oh, you want, you know, Bug Rock, Ground, Flying, Electric, and Ghost on your team. Go for it. Whereas typically you need like the core elemental typings. I want to move away from that. And I think one of the ways you do that is with pseudos that break that that standard. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm just looking at the same list you are of all the pseudo legendaries. I think Backscalibur is really weak. I think yeah. design wise, it it's not great. I um, it's really annoying. Backscalibur is because the first design I hate. The second one, I'm like, oh, this has got potential. And then you see its final form, I'm like, hi oh, guys. I, yeah, I <laughs> like, could I destroy and- your town, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> Like, I'll do a backflip. <laughs> oh no, I'm stuck in the ground. I can't get it out. Like honestly, Backscalibur, that, that like it almost feels like the first, the second form should have been the first form. The third form should have been the second form, and it should have had a really powerful third form that just feels and looks powerful. And what we got is, oh okay, it's another dragon and ice, which we've had before with Kyrim. Um, like you know, if you're gonna give us pseudos, maybe give us pseudos of typings that we haven't had before. 
You know, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Ice and Fire, Ice Fire. We had an Ice Fire one. I don't think we have don't off the top so. of my head. I can't remember. Like mix it up. Give us, give us the because the the problem is, and I looked this up that a lot of the typings that the combination typings that we haven't had yet are typically because they have so many weaknesses. So how do you get around those weaknesses? Well, it's a pseudo, so it has higher base stat totals, and you give it an ability that helps it to minimize some of those weaknesses. And that's how Mm. you do it. That's what I'd like. Yeah, Gen Gen 10 agreed, like, this one needs to to change. Um, The last one from the Game Rant article, Missing National Decks. Now, we've kind of touched on this in the past since Sword and Shield was the first one to drop the National Decks, right? Yep. Yep. And we haven't seen it since. I'm of the mindset, and I've said this before on the podcast, I'm actually okay with that if dropping it leads to other benefits in the game. And we go back to the Sword and Shield debacle where Brexit happened and yeah, we're not bringing it. Yeah, Dexy. <laughs> I mean, Brexit, Dexy, Brexit did happen, but let's, nice let's not talk about that. That's a, that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> whole, let's not get into that. So De- <laughs> Dexit happened, and obviously we, you know, we're, we're told in interviews that yeah, we're, we're cutting back on the number of Pokemon because it allows us to focus more on those Pokemon. I think that was the right thing to do. Did that happen? I don't think so. Um, no. But not not I in gr- that game. Not in that game, but I I maintain that was the right thing to do of stripping back the number of Pokemon you can get in each generation because it also allow it also stops you from doing what everyone always does of oh I've used that Pokemon every generation I'm going to use it in this team I actually it's one of the reasons I enjoy uh, Black and White so much is it kind of forced you well it did force you to go oh the, you know the previous four hundred odd Pokemon yeah no you can't use them till post game. You've got to build a new team. You've got to have all these new Pokemon and new experiences. Saying all that, though, Generation 10 is, you know, it's a big one. The culmination of everything that's come before it. Kind of feels like it's got to have the national decks. Yeah. if, if, If this was any other Pokemon game, I'd be okay with them dropping the national decks. I don't I don't need that. That's what Pokemon Home's there for now. Pokemon Home is there if you want that national decks. Granted, it does limit you of being able to bring in maybe some of the Pokemon. I'm still gutted that I can't bring Meganium into some of the later games. It's fine. It allows me to use other Pokemon. But Gen 10, yeah, I, I need that national decks. I, you know, how amazing would that be if, oh, welcome to the new region. Here's your decks. It's unlocked from the start. Oh, yeah, there's over a thousand Pokemon. Good luck. Have fun. And then suddenly, you know, you've got hopefully another reason to continue playing a Pokemon game for a long time. Yeah, I think it's a difficult one to. It's a difficult one to argue. I think, as much in the same way as you, I think there's something to be said for unlocking the national decks post game, which mm. is what they used to do anyway. It's like, oh, yeah. you've completed the normal decks, here's the national decks, or whatever the case may be. Um, or you've completed the Pokemon League, here's the National Dex. I I think that allows you to encourage people to play with the Pokemon in, this, in the main region. However, I think with the games moving more towards a case of, oh, we'll play it your way. 
to then go, oh, well, well, but we're restricting you in what Pokemon you can use. No, if I'm going to play it my way, let me play it my way. And the other thing is, is well, I think it's, I think it's just a marketing tool now. I mm. think it's very much just the case of like, oh, no, 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 we'll get people to buy DLC. Yeah. And I, and I understand there, there's the statement of, as soon as the DLCs come out, any Pokemon that are in them are available to bring in through home, whether you have the DLC or not, which is great. Fantastic. But I think it, the point is they can bring those Pokemon in anytime, mm. and they choose not to until the DLC comes out. Yeah. You know, I, we, we all know that the argument they made of, oh, we're trying to make the textures better. We're trying to make, make, make higher quality models. It was, it was a garbage argument then. Sure, the textures look better now, but come on, you're not going to update these textures for the next generation. Mm. I, I I love these games, but they're not going to do it. No. So. Nope. Yeah, bring the okay. national text back. I think it's silly not to. Agreed. I think you could even and 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 the other argument they made was for competitive being more balanced. Which again doesn't make sense when you're bringing back old Pokemon, like all the legendaries are suddenly back, and it's like, well, <laughs> okay, great. Plus the f- thing that, like, at least in the early seasons, they should do um, um, regional decks only. Mm. So there's mm. that. Plus, I think you could quite comfortably say, oh, okay, well, we we've got the national deck, so you can play the games with any Pokemon you want, but we've also got a competitive decks. Which, oh, okay. if if they if they start doing what we've been begging them to do forever, which is, oh, you want to play competitive? Here, generate your team. Mm. Could you you just decide what Pokemon you can generate? Yeah, you just go. Oh, these are the competitive. This is the competitive list. We we don't allow certain Pokemon because we don't think they work. Uh, yeah. And then you can create it in lore of like, oh, the DNA of that Pokemon's a little bit weird, and we haven't quite nailed it down yet. I, I, and then people can play with the game with whatever Pokemon they want, but you've still got competitive is fair, and you can still encourage people to play through the games early on with the regional. And yeah, I think having no national decks is just it's it does, it's a hard argument to swing. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So that's all of the you know what what what's game brands seems to think. But we said we would bring one each. Now I you know how we, earlier on I said I had two. I've actually got three. Yeah. So I'll let you, no, I'll let you go first because then I can. No, 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 because sure. you can do sure. one and then I'll do. Oh no, because I yeah, okay, I see yes. what you're saying. Yes. Uh, mine is the is the big one that has always been my issue with Pokemon games: lack of agency. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me have dialogue trees. Yep. Or at least let my choices make a difference. I I want to be able to. Uh, yeah, I want to join yeah. the evil team. I want to. I want to uh, tell my rival to go do one. I want. I want to have choices and I want to have choices that matter and change where the game goes. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I I'm in the mindset that if the dialogue options aren't going to make a difference, just don't put them in there. Like, mm-hmm. and I, and I get, I know why they do that because you've got silent protagonists. So they have to have that way to kind of make your character acknowledge things that are happening. Like, but they you, don't because they, they never don't, used yeah. to. Because I w- I've been working on a video about that uh, Nugget Bridge encounter you have, where the guy goes, oh, yeah. oh do you want to join Team Rocket? 
and he responds to you is if you say no but they never mm-hmm. give you the option to say no because that's that's the choice they want you to make yeah so you just do that and they've done it before what's your name oh your name's so and so okay they don't make you click a box that says my name's this yeah if i'm not going to have options don't give me options yeah, it's it's one of those weird things where like sometimes I understand the decisions Game Freak make, but then they make other decisions that go against like they they want you to have this protagonist that is silent because then you can project onto them, but then nothing you say or do makes a difference to the story, so it's not your story anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's the the decisions that they make sometimes are weird but i i you know what the worst you. thing is i i think the dialogue options you have are there simply because the dialogue gets too long oh just to break it up literally just to break it up because they realize like oh they've not had to do anything for a little while let's give them a false decision before we continue this stream of dialogue at them yeah i and mean I think- you think about you think about your journey through kitakami those few choices you made, those few times where you told Kieran yes or yes, please, was kind mm. of the only thing that broke up the monotony of people talking at you. Yeah, there was a lot of talking in that DLC, wasn't there? I've just, I'm just thinking back now. If, yeah, and then every now and again, you would get a prompt. That's a good point, actually. We're getting good at figuring out Game Freak's you know, <laughs> shtick, aren't we? <laughs> Well, we've been doing this for over a year now, so we hope so. <laughs> hope so, yeah. So my three that I've got, uh, gym typings. Gym typings are done. Like I'm, I'm done. Agreed. I, I'm sick and tired of he is the grass type, he is the water type. And you know what? Generation nine go you know, that the 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 comment that you made about they got the terrestrialization wrong and they should have and you know, instead of oh he is you know, I'm in the electric gym. And he is. I'm trying to think what what she uses. She uses. Um, uh, she uses. Um. Um. Uh, but 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 the ghost Pokemon. Oh, she uses a mass Miss Magius, doesn't she? That's it. Yeah, and trust because it's, it's got electric. levitate. Yes. Yes. So which is probably the strongest example they have. Yeah. But the rest like, of that's them the are... best use of it. But the rest of it's just garbage. Yeah. And Teddy Ursa that becomes bug type because it gets like, access to Fury Swipes. Just, uh, oh, yeah, sure. Like I, I and I'm I I've read this before. This isn't me coming up with this, but it's a really good idea of you base them around a theme. So it wouldn't be a grass type gym leader anymore. It would be a sunny day team. So, you know, the first Pokemon comes on and it's maybe a grass type sets up sunny day. They could then cycle in a fire type because it gets the boost. You could then cycle in another grass Pokemon that then has access to solar beam. You know, other Pokemon that allow you to heal because healing does, you know, certain healing moves do more um, recovery. Like you could have that. You could then also do other things. You could have something built around, you know, um, you know, trick room uh, of, okay, all my, all the gym leaders Pokemon are really slow. But the moment they then built, they then set up that trick room. Oh, okay, right. They're now speeding me every single time. There's a lot more fun you could have. And I think that that is a nice halfway house between that and competitive because it allows you to... Because what we've currently got with the gyms is, yeah, you, we're just going to teach you about typings, which chances are you already know about. So let's start bringing in some of those competitive elements. And then people will go, okay, I can still over-level for this gym if I need to, because I don't quite understand the gimmick or the mechanic. 
But then for those that might enjoy those kind of battles, then go, okay, I I think I can enjoy competitive because this is like a step in that direction. So I would yeah. like to see that. Um, the next one I would love to see. Us can I respond away. to that? Sorry, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Because you 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 said you want to base it around theming like a sunny day, so it's a competitive theme. Whereas mm-hmm. I think you you play it more up as character. So these okay. are the Pokemon that that character would have. So off the top of my head, uh, we were talking about Katie, uh, the baker in mm-hmm. uh, Scarlet Violet, who has the Teddy Ursa, which makes no no freaking sense. And she doesn't have a Whereas, Fido. Like she doesn't have a Fido. Like or or, or Slurpuff or you know a Fire type Pokemon who heats up her oven and keeps yeah. it at the right temperature. You know, it, and it, it lays into that thing again of like. Let me feel like Pokemon are a part of this world. Let me feel like they have job roles and people interact with them on a much deeper level. Mm-hmm. Gym leaders are the way to do that. I mean, you know, random one I think of, Crash Awake from Gen 4 is a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's got all these water type Pokemon. And it's like, those two things don't necessarily go together. Like, where's this guy's Machoke? Mm-hmm. He can still have his Floatzel because he just really likes Floatzel, but where's his Machoke? Where's his... I'm trying to think of Pokemon that would be great for wrestling. Holucha. Holucha, um, yeah. A, a Pokemon that's not a fighting type that could be to do with wrestling. Um, uh, Lopunny. He has a Lopunny because it's a cheerleader. Yeah. yeah. Or, or or the electric type or a Choreo. Something like that. You, like, you can create these themes around character and I think it mm-hmm. does more to... Express who these people are. Yeah, more so I like than that. I like fire, <laughs> which is what we've currently got. Which is is ridiculous that we've ended up here. Um, the next one, very similar to gym typings, because we took a break. We took a slight break from gym typings when we went to a low list. Slight break. Um, Elite Four again took a break from that in Generation Eight, where we had the um the uh knockout competition the at the end the league yeah and again i'm i'm in the mindset that the the end of gen 8 when i found out there was an elite four i was over the moon but what we got introduced to was basically it's pretty much the elite four it wasn't a knockout competition it should have been here are your rivals throughout the the game bead and hop and all these other characters marnie and a few others and it is just a, a you know random number generator of a hop made it through on your game on your playthrough, but on you know someone else's playthrough, yeah, hop got knocked out first round. Like that's how it should have been, and you know they they progressed, and that's yeah. You that's you you want the the black and white world tournament? Yeah, I I don't want Elite Four. And after seeing like one of the things that I used to enjoy about the Elite Four was you know, what they did to the rooms of the Elite Four members. You know, like, I, I still maintain the best Elite Four rooms are Kalos. Like, you 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 know, you go on that spiral, and then, you know, the dragon wings open up, the water swooshes into the air, the fire, like, surrounds you. It, it's absolutely beautiful. And then we got Generation 9 of, I'm in a box Here's room. a room. I'm in a Rubik's Cube. And, that, and, and you don't even <laughs> get to change room. They're going to come to no. you. <laughs> no, it's it's so disappointing. So yeah, it, like mix up the Elite Four. Like they made the right choice in Sword and Shield of no, nah, let's look at an alternative method, only to then bring it back in Gen Nine for some bizarre reason, in a worse way than has been done previously. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'd like I agree. to see that like that gone. And my last one, um, older playable characters. Pokemon isn't for children anymore. It's for everyone. And I don't know how they would implement that because it's kind of you're an adult, but still going through like it's a difficult well here's the thing scarlet and violet was the perfect one to do that in because they say that you can join the academy at any age yeah they have older students people can start the pokemon journey at any time in their life you know you if you want to play an eight-year-old guy who has gone or you you play someone in their mid-40s who's having a midlife crisis like i'm gonna be a pokemon master (laughs) all right you you do that buddy crack on you're right it would be it'd be a lot of fun yeah it, it's it, and you it's and so, you make it one of those things where it's an option well, that, you, you get to you know, choose what age bracket you're in you know what and this kind of leads into the devil's advocate actually that um pokemon infinite fusion that i'm playing through on my channel by the way you should go and watch it it actually asked you at the start it's like okay what's what's your age what's your gender what's your name and the age only goes up to i think 18 which is an- annoying but at least they give you that option it makes no difference the annoying thing is it makes no difference whatsoever to the gameplay the character it makes no difference whatsoever but that actually oh i i feel valued here i feel listened i feel to. seen <laughs> yeah and that's what i want i i want a game of okay you design your character and you know the the more recent generations would fit perfectly of that of oh how old are you oh you're 60 okay so create character wrinkles there's a toggle lots of wrinkles no wrinkles because you're actually young there you go done and dusted and it actually like rather than i'm playing as a child again like it doesn't like when you tell people that you play pokemon like i i don't care i'm like yeah i enjoy pokemon i play pokemon it doesn't bother me but you do that get that you're playing child's game like eh, no not i get why you think that so yep. yeah, give me the option to and, and you know what? Maybe they don't want to do that, but then implement it in, in Legends. Legends is what like because your character is slightly older in Legends, I think. I don't think there is Yeah, I think that excuse me. I think it's supposed to be a sequel to Diamond and Pearl. So that's like yeah. uh Don and Lucas have grown up mm-hmm. and then been sent back in time. I yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the that's the concept that we kind of landed on as a community. So, yeah, I, I, I think black and white have one of the strongest story and because it, you're an older character. Yeah. I think having your characters as slightly older allows them to have these more mature themes that we can all get on board with rather than it being a 10-year-old taking down the mafia. Yeah, and like if you have those you know mature themes, and I, I get there's an argument that um, maybe they are, by doing that, their younger children might not appreciate it or understand it, but like... That's the same with any media. Like, you whack on a movie that has adult, you know, the occasional adult joke. The kids don't get it. But then as they get older, they then appreciate it more. And it'd be the same with Pokemon of, oh, now that I'm playing this 10 years older than, you know, when I first played it, I appreciate it a lot more because I now understand the, you know, the dynamics and what, you know, what themes the game is trying to touch on. And as I say, I don't think I don't think you being a young character necessarily means they have to stray away from those mature themes either. I think it just the juxtaposition is a little bit odder. 
Yeah. But so yeah. is a 60-year-old man walking into his first gym fight. I think you can <laughs> yeah. ju- you can just r- r- like lay into the ridiculous nature of it. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think that works. That's our list, folks. Uh, 11 in total. Wait, did you say yours? I yeah, did. you did, didn't you? What was it? Yeah. Lack of agency. That's cool. That was it. No, yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. There you go. There, there's our 11. Um, what about you? What do, what do you think? Let us know. Um, you know, in the description down below, there's multiple ways you can get in touch with us. I, I want to know what other people are, are thinking. Like, what is it that they want to see change in Generation 10? Because if they're ever going to do it, Gen 10 feels like the one where, yeah, go big or go home. Let's move yep. on to Devil's Advocate. Uh, and this prompt comes courtesy of Tony on YouTube. Um, so they've said, is there an argument to be made that the Pokemon company is limited from making more new and interesting content with their main games, leaving them tasting very vanilla because ROM hacks and fan games are beating them to it creatively by using existing games? So we turned it into a bit of a prompt for our Devil's Advocate section of Pokemon ROM hacks are taking all the good ideas. So, Connor, you are arguing that ROM hacks are taking all the good ideas, correct? No, and I'm arguing, I'm arguing that they aren't taking all. Now, would you like me to start this week? Um, yeah, go on in. Okay, so ROM hacks aren't taking all the good ideas. They are just recycling things that Pokemon are already doing. You know, we talk about Radical Red. Radical Red's got all these new features. It's got dens. It's got the ability to check your IVs and EVs, and it's got you. You know, it's got all these Pokemon from the later generations. Congratulations, you have just described some of the features from Generation 8 and 9, which were introduced by Game Freak. Um, And I'm sure there are other ideas out there, other games that people might talk about and go, no, this is is brand new, this is for this game. But ultimately, those ideas come or originate from Game Freak. Okay, so I think Radical Red's an odd one specifically because it's kind of what we've said we'd kind of want out of Gen 10. It's a culmination of everything that's come before, which Game Freak kind of don't like to do. Um, uh, Trying not to shoot myself in the foot here, but we all know that they add new stuff in and take old stuff away. But they're always trying to innovate. They're always trying to make each generation something different than what came before it. Whether it be new mechanics or uh, new battle styles, whatever the case may be, they're always trying to innovate on what came before. Now, are there ROM hacks that are maybe taking ideas that Game Freak now can't implement? So, for instance... Infinite Fusions. Infinite Fusions mm-hmm. is something that the community have been asking for for years. We want we want to fuse our Pokemon. And I understand why, and clearly given the response that people have had to that game, there there there's a desire for it. But Infinite Fusions can only exist because it's a fan game. Because it can have fan-created designs of all these different Pokemon. And people will just accept the really janky ones that are just computer generated or AI generated mm-hmm. that are just like mashed them together. Whereas <laughs> if Game Freak released something like that and they released any of those uh, mashed designs that look garbage, people would kick off. And they can't 
outsource the same way because you can't ask people to do something for free for a game that you're going to sell for millions and millions. That's Unless not you're okay. Niantic. <laughs> well, how do you mean? Uh, Niantic, um, basically people... Oh, you're talking the about the Roots. Yeah, sorry. Roots, gyms, Pokestops, all that kind of so, stuff. But I don't think that's quite the same as no. creating designs. I think somebody yes. going, hey, this is a good route to walk, is not mm. the same as going, oh, here's a Pokemon design we lifted from the internet. That's yes. that's not okay to do. So there are certain things that you can do as ROM hacks because they live in this kind of gray area that Game Freak just aren't capable of doing. Now, I also think that Game Freak, I've said it before, they do look at these games. They are happy enough to go, oh, that's that's a quite a good idea, actually. Uh, the, the link cable to evolve traded Pokemon? Yeah, go on. We'll, we'll have that. Yeah, we'll have that. You know, so I don't think necessarily that there's nothing to be gained. Like, uh, oh, it's happened in a ROM hack and therefore it can never happen in a Game Freak game. But I think there's a lot that can only ever exist within the realm of ROM hacks. So the other one to look at as well is, you know, these more mature games um, like Uranium. <clears throat> you know, Uranium was all about a nuclear meltdown and these Pokemon all being irradiated and mutated. You can't sell that as a PG game. You just, you just can't. So it's not a case of like, oh, well, we'll never, we can't do that idea now. It's just never, ever something we were ever going to get in a Pokemon game anyway. Much in the same way as these more mature ones where it's like, oh, I, I'm going to go out and I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kidnap your parents and say all these slurs. Like, <laughs> we just don't need that in Pokemon. Mm. Which... It's funny that you mentioned those couple of things because the, the, the prompt is Pokemon ROM hacks, ROM hacks are taking all the good ideas. But what you've just described to me aren't good ideas. Like, that, this is why, like, they're able to have their own little grey area safe space because a lot of the things aren't actually that good. They are just, okay, let's take what is currently out there with Pokemon and adapt it and tweak it. Now, if... If I, I could what think, I was supposed to be arguing. Damn it! You're, you're <laughs> arguing that ROM. You're, I'm arguing that ROM hacks aren't taking all the good ideas. You're arguing that ROM hacks are taking all the good ideas. I, I see. But, see but, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. But okay, carry okay on. so I'm going to carry on with my. my sorry, sorry. They're, they're all great ideas, but Pokemon would never oh. touch them anyway. Oh right, okay, fair enough. So, so <laughs> they 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 are stealing all these really good ideas, but Game Freak weren't going to touch them. So they're, they're okay. welcome to. There you go. That that, that sure. was my argument there. <laughs> sure, there we go. But like ROM hacks, like unfortunately, I I've played a, a couple of ROM hacks, and a lot of the time they are just either implementing quality of life improvements, which again are great things to have in a game but it's not necessarily a good idea pokemon infinite fusion is probably one of the few where actually like someone took an idea and ran with it and a really good idea i'm not going to argue that infinite fusion is a good game because it's up there it's up there okay it's a it's a great game place if you haven't already um but for every one infinite fusion there are dozens of boring run-of-the-mill pokemon fan-made games that don't innovate that don't do anything new or interesting that don't bring new good ideas 
Now, we could be having a very different conversation if, you know, a lot of these ROM hacks were implementing things from other games outside of Pokemon. And then, okay, Pokemon is kind of, oh, we'll, we'll pinch a little bit of that. But we don't. Unfortunately, a lot of the ROM hacks just implement quality of life improvements or, you know, oh, we're going to do our own version of Pokemon designs, which never look good, which never work because they, they're they all, like, say, uranium. Oh, it's a Charmander that's been exposed to, you know, liquid ooze. And it just always looks, it just always looks boring and, and dull and just... They try to do Pokemon, but do it badly, so it doesn't feel like Pokemon anymore. So, one of the things that ROM hacks do that <clears throat> maybe Game Freak would maybe like to lift at some point, but kind of can't. And it, it's difficult to argue, because I don't think it's creative point of view. I think the question's weirdly worded that it's like oh well rom hacks did it and therefore game freak feel like if they did it they'd be stealing from wrong hacks and there's a whole thing about um uh what do they call it imposter syndrome yeah which i i i don't think anyone at game freak has because as far as they're concerned well it's our game yeah <laughs> anything yeah. you do is derivative of us not the <laughs> other way around you want to be derivative we'll be derivative so that being said, though, I think something that Romax offer that Game Freak can't necessarily is the difficulty. Is okay. is these, yeah. um, you know, these these hardcore difficulty Kaizo games and things like that. The ones that are just unfairly hard. Yeah. And I don't think Game Freak could do that because it doesn't appeal to the widest possible audience. Which they have to do. Whereas Romax, again, because they're released for free because it's 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 a labor of love more than anything else, they can go, well, my audience for this is very, very niche, but that's fine, because that niche audience will love it. Game Freak can't do that. So there are elements that they're like, yeah, it'd be fun. I want to, but I can't because of the situation I'm in. The only other one I can think of is like, uh, did you ever play Crystal Clear? And Which no, it is about... the... It's the open world Pokemon Crystal game where you can ah, go anywhere yes. from the very start. You can start in any town. Uh, you can change your hair color, your character, your sprites, whatever the case may be. And you can fight the gyms in any order. And you can, each gym leader has different teams depending on when you fight them. And you can go back and you can challenge them at any level up to what gym badge you have as well. That's a really cool idea. Um, See, this is such a hard argument to make, and I really wish I didn't land on this side of it, because, again, I think I think the premise is wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's not necessarily that Game Freak couldn't, couldn't do it because the idea has already been done. I think they're just not in a position to make those kind of choices. Yes. I, I, I think like the two that you've just mentioned, so the difficulty and mm-hmm. uh, Pokemon Crystal Clear, Clear and being able to do that in any order you want, I think, yeah, they, they are examples of good ideas that probably some fans are shouting Clamoring for. Clamoring for, yeah. And they are good ideas. But Pokemon, there's nothing stopping Game Freak going, okay, you did that. 
okay, but we're going to do it as well. <laughs> like, it's it's fine. We want to implement difficulty. And they have done that in, in Black and White. Uh, Black and White 2? Black and White. Mm-hmm. One of Gen 5, I can't remember which one, introduced difficulty. And, you know, open world and starting anywhere, you've kind of got that with Gen 9. Yes, you don't get to start in any town, but... But it doesn't really work in Crystal Clear either because the wild Pokemon don't scale. Yeah. Which means if you start at the end of the game, then you just have a really hard time leaving town. Oh, which is what? fine. I it's a choice you that. make. You can yeah. play the game however you want. But again, it's not a great experience for a new person. And that's the other thing. ROM hacks are never, ever for the first time player. No, Nobody not. is picking up a no. ROM hack and going, this is my first ever Pokemon game. That's Radical not Rats happening. My and they, <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody yeah. is doing that. And the people yeah. creating these games know that for a fact. Whereas every designer at Game Freak has to take into consideration that this Pokemon game might be somebody's first. Yeah, agreed. I, I think, uh, honestly, I think that uh, there are, just to kind of break this down now, um, I think, yes, there are some good ideas in ROM hacks. I don't, I think they, you know, someone could literally craft the perfect ROM hack with some top tier AAA gaming ideas. Game Freak, I, I think would quite happily go, that's actually a good idea. Let's implement that. Let's change it. They would put their variation on it. But I think Game Freak are very much just, oh yeah, we're aware of what they're doing over there, but that's not going to impact on what we're doing over here. We've set out our plan for the next generation. This is what, what we are going to do. And if they're doing it over there, leave them to it. Because it's only a small set of people that are going to ever go over there the majority of people are going to be over here playing our games and you know let's say let's say let's say generation 10 implements you know uh fusion mechanics okay infinite fusion is its own thing over here i can guarantee you within a week all the search all the search on youtube would be about the new version game freaks version of fusions rather than what is over there because infinite fusion while i love it it's for a small small community of you know probably tens of thousands the pokemon mainline games are there for millions okay i mean, i i just thought of something so again my main argument is not that i don't think rom hacks in pokemon games are mutually exclusive i think mm-hmm. anything that occurs in a rom hack could hypothetically appear in a pokemon game i don't think they've gone Oh well, it's appeared there. We can't do it now. They can do yep. whatever they want. You, you do, in fact, we we'll just shut your game down if we want to. Like, <laughs> what are you going to yep. do? Yeah. I think where the struggle lies is these games that design new Pokemon. Yeah, I think uh, these games that introduce new typings and these games that design new Pokemon, because Game Freak can never ever be seen as stealing fan-made creations. And I think this is, again, why Fusions is now far less likely to ever be seen in a real-life game. And a lot of the... Like, there's so many good artists out there on Twitter, on Instagram, and things like that, who design fantastic-looking Pokemon, all these new Paradox forms. I've been seeing recently, you've got the um, the Bond forms, which is like Ash Greninja, but mm. from lots of different trainers and things like that. People go above and beyond with these things. And Game Freak designers 
are not allowed to look at them. Because mm. at any point, if anything is even remotely similar, there's an argument to be made of, you stole my idea. And that's just not something they can... Um, that's not something they can be seen as doing. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And like, it, it, funnily enough, a good example of that is when I played Pokemon uh, Prism. This, uh, they, they, Pokemon Prism is ninety nine point nine percent of the same Pokemon that you've already seen, but it introduced four new legendary Pokemon that designed, and one of them I, I, I think is a very good fit for Pokemon. But it introduces that game introduces the sound typing and the gas typing, which again I think the sound typing really does work actually in that game. And I know we've discussed this before. Oh, sound wouldn't work in that game. They implement it well. Um, but one of the moves they implement is a hazard move, hazard where basically any opponents once you've set up any opponents switching in are automatically burnt. Like if which is fantastic, broken, busted. Would we see that being implemented in a future Pokemon game? Yes, we could. Would it be as a result of seeing it and thinking, oh, that's really good, we're going to steal it? No. If they're going to implement that, it'll be off their own backs because someone's thought of it, rather than, oh, they did it, let's steal that. They, they're they just so, not the type of company to, to... Yes, but I don't think, for instance, we'll ever see the sound typing. And I think yeah. we'll never see the sound typing because there's so much already out there. Yeah. People already have their own preconceptions as to what the sound typing is. They've yeah. already played these games where it interacts with the type chart that already exists. So although theoretically they could go, oh no, here's the real sound typing. Here's how it really works. They, they would know there would be a portion of their audience who go, well, that's not my sound typing. Oh, uh, why? You know, mm. there, there's mm. a reason why Luxray isn't a electric dark Pokemon just because fans want it to be. You know, there's there's plenty of ROM hacks that have made it an electric dark Pokemon. There's plenty of ROM hacks that have made a flag on a bug dragon. We may see a regional variant that gets those, mm. but we're never going to see the Pokemon we already have updated like we do in these ROM hacks because they're like, well. Again, people already have their ideas of those, and I think that is one of those where it's like, we don't want to tread on ground that's already been stepped, because it just gets messy. So yeah. anything we want to we want to introduce better be our own thing, which is why nobody saw fairies coming. Yes, you know we thought that's a good we, point. anybody who thought we were going to get a new typing thought it was going to be sound. Uh, we thought Sylveon was going to be flying, or even possibly the light type. There was, mm. there was an argument I remember for the light type at one point, but again, you introduce a light type, people already have a preconception as to what that's going to be. You introduce fairy, everybody's like, well, this could oh. be anything. Yeah. So okay. I think that that's probably one place where, yeah, ROM hacks do get to take all the good ideas. I can understand that. Yeah. And if they implement it and run with it well, and then other ROM hacks then go, oh, they did that. We want to yeah, we'll 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 copy that as well, and then it becomes almost that okay. Game freak is it, nothing stopping them from implementing it, but they'll do it in their own way. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, which some fans will see as the wrong way. 
Yes. So it's better just to avoid the whole situation. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. That one got a bit sidetracked, but I think we came down on the uh, argument of the takings. Uh, ROM hacks do implement good ideas, but that doesn't limit Game Freak. Not entirely, but... No. but <laughs> Yeah, so some of the highly creative things that ROM hacks can do, game yeah, ROM hacks can do things that Game Freak just can't, and yep. some of the things that they do that Game Freak could, they won't because it's already yeah a thing. Mm. Mm. Should we move on to the plug section? Because I know you've got something you want to talk about. Go on then. Uh, yes, I should have a video out this Friday, depending on whether Ooh. Lewis got round to it or not. Um, it's a little bit different from my channel. We're doing a what if uh, <gasps> video. Oh, I love what ifs. Okay. So all the what ifs I've ever seen about Pokemon revolve around the anime, which makes sense because the anime has a distinct story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a what if around Pokemon Red and Fire Red, and it's what if Red joined Team Rocket. Like, how would that work as a game? How would that game have played out? How would the story of Red continued, given that you as a player have multiple options of what you can do and where you can go? It took a lot of it took a lot of work to figure it out. Okay, I think I landed okay. on something that's quite good. Okay, I'm ble- uh, is it a long video? It's about twenty minutes long. Yeah. Okay, right, that's good. Okay, I'm looking forward to that, and I'm working from home Friday, so I know what I'm doing on my lunch break live look forward to it fantastic uh i'll just quickly plug the infinite fusion series that i'm doing i'm racing against british eagle who has been on before and if you watch any of my youtube videos you'll know that 80 percent of my content is with him um and we're racing through uh the kanto region fusing all manner of pokemon to create monstrosities and strange hybrids to see who can who can beat the game first and we're having that much fun that we've decided, yeah, we're not stopping the Elite Four. We're going to go all the way into um, the Johto region, so which has an amazing twist at the end. I'm not going to spoil it. I didn't even end. know you could go to Johto in that game. Yeah, you can go to Johto. It's absolutely fantastic. And so what they've done is they flipped, obviously, what Gen 2 did with you start in Johto, then you end in Kanto. This one, you do Kanto for the most part how you do it in the original game, and then when you get to Johto, they've completely changed it so you don't go okay you're at johto at new uh new bark or whatever the first starting town is mm-hmm. you you get the train you end up in golden rod and then you yeah. have to go from there and it's absolutely fantastic what they've done with that game and, and the end the end is you know how you have the moments in gen 2 where you go to the top of the mountain and red is at the top and it's like <gasps> like this has their version of that and it works really well within the context of the game to the point where I, I remember just being like, oh my lord, this is like mind-blowing right now. Absolutely loved it, but a great fan-made game. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you just top dollar, aren't you? If you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, by leaving it on our Discord channel, by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter or X. Before you go, of course, we'd really appreciate if you could leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. If you're watching on YouTube, then please leave a like. It really helps out our podcast. Connie, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. Not X, never X. Don't ever call it X again. Okay. You did look very angry. I'm Ben. You can find <laughs> Professor Herring Gaming on YouTube and Professor Herring on Twitter. It's, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. Uh, see ya. Bye.
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs>